Greetings and welcome back to another episode of Burning Locks. Today is Sunday, April 14th, and this is episode 10, and it's a real episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens occasionally, we get a little tied up. Yep. As my dad always used to say, life is what happens when you're making plans. So, Life is what happens when you're not in-game. <laughs> yeah, real life is what happens, or life is what happens when you're not in game. Yes, <laughs> not that we were playing the game last week. That was not the reason whatsoever. But we're back, full mm-hmm. episode this week. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're going to get into our first uh, profession discussion and discuss the thief. We will eventually go through all eight of the professions, and. So we're kind of kicking things off on the thief. It is was my initial main, I should say. Mm-hmm. And you have one about 50-ish? Yeah, 55 right now. So it's probably the one where we combined have the most levels in. Because I don't know where your ranger is at. And my Ellie's oh, too. So. <laughs> Just trying to find some common ground for us to discuss a class. A profession. Yeah, it's okay. We, I think we know enough generally about the classes to speak on them. Yeah, well, know, we're not exactly pros, both of us. There's at least yeah. one. I'm going to have to work on my necro, because I, I don't know crap about necros. <laughs> I agree, that's one class I think, yeah, we're both, we're, we're both a little weak on. We'd have to have a guest host that week. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can. Do we have a really good necro in our guild? No. To look for that. Anyways, that's besides the point. Kicking off the show with what you've been doing, so... What you've been doing? Uh, let's see. This week, uh, I did a little. We've done a lot of actually world v world between the two of us. We've kind of been uh, trying out some new guilds on our server and found one that uh, seems to be working well for us. And they're they're a lively bunch. It's been fun running around with them world v world. So that's been the bulk of my time actually. Getting a little further on my legendary. I've started slowly. to, uh, yeah, very slowly. But I'm I'm now making lodestones for instead of buying the lodestones that are two gold and buying the cores, two of them, and using the Mystic Forge to create them. It's a little cheaper. It costs you about a gold. That's nice. But getting there slowly. Slowly, step at a step, trudging through mm-hmm. the mud. <laughs> yeah, it's about all you can do. The legendary is not going to ever happen fast. And even if I was going to happen fast, I still want to have Dusk to be able to make it anyway. So. That is very true. That's going to be half the fight is just getting that precursor. Yeah, if I had the precursor, I maybe I'd put a little more, you know, then urgency to it. But without the precursor, there's not really, yeah, <laughs> a whole lot I'd, you can do. That's kind of where I'm at. Unless a precursor drops for me, I'm not even gonna pursue one. So, you'll know when I start pursuing mine that I have a precursor of some sort. I honestly <laughs> thought about going for the trident precursor or the trident, the legendary trident, because the precursor is like twenty five gold. <laughs> On the auction house, so yeah, so, uh, I could do that, but then I need to be underwater to see all my, all my coolness, and it is a pretty ba looking weapon if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Just so. to get, just to have a legendary, you get the little token on your screen so that you don't, you know, have to look at that one blank one there. <laughs> yeah, that's the one blank one on my screen now. It's annoying. But anyways, I digress. This week I've been, we'll be worlding. Arena Net saw fit to give Sorrow's Furnace a bump 
um, two resets ago, and it has been interesting. They are big, they are organized, and pretty dominant on Tier 7 now, which is, well, it is what it is. Yeah. They're, they're kind of housing us there. They're Zergs. I mean, they're not, I, we call them Zergs just because there are a lot of players running around, but they're not really a Zerg. I mean, they are organized. They portal bomb well out of it. Um, they move together. You, you don't catch a lot of stragglers. I mean, yep. And they and there's a lot of people online. It seems like every keep, every castle you go to, there's they're defending it. There's people there. And if you do get the odd occasion where you're running through a territory, take one of the borderlands and you run through it, and it seems like you're making good progress, they're pretty quick to react, and all of a sudden one of their larger groups will show up and shut you down. Yep. We were lucky enough to ninja bay in... Was it their Borderlands, or was it NSP's Borderlands? I don't remember. But yeah, they came in and reacted fairly quickly, and were in there. Um, they know how to Mesmer sweep well. I can I can attest to that. I've <laughs> gotten caught in a couple of my heading places. So, but so uh, give them credit. They're good. They'll move on eventually. But they're yep. uh, they're leading us pretty handily the last two weeks. So yeah, you have a score update right now. Uh, right now they are at seventy three thousand. Our server is at fifty six, and NSP is at fifty two. So yes, they're handily beating us again this week already. All right. Yay! Well, it's fun. <laughs> at least we're we're in a good competition with NSP for second place, which is interesting because they beat us last week, but we're in the lead right now by four grand, and that's it's pretty cool to have that. There's still some competition, although there hmm. are. No points for second place, as the saying goes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even that, even when we when we run into sorrows on the uh, outworldly world, we still take them on. I mean, we, they're, they're definitely oh, yeah. a good battle. Maybe we lose more than we win against them, but those wins fun. are sweet. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it makes you feel good when you get when you get uh, leg up on them. Yep. Oh well, we had some few bits of news this past week, uh, starting with the leaderboards. The leaderboards that we said had gone active but weren't being seen. Uh, they finally felt good enough with them to put them out there to the public. So if you want to go see the leaderboards and you haven't checked them out yet, it's at leaderboards.guildwars2.com. And... It's actually it's pretty pretty sweet. They have leaderboards for player versus player, which is structured PvP, the world v world, and achievement points, overall achievement points in PvE. They have kind of basically did this to hit each category of player. Mm-hmm. And they you know they when they first released it, they released it with a hundred players, the top hundred. That has since over the last week been expanded to the top thousand players now. Um, Cool to see, fun to look at. Um, problem is, they don't give you a search function with it. So uh, uh, they're getting better. Uh, in the last two days, they added filter by world, so now okay. you can select your server. Okay, that's a step we, in the right direction because, yep. yeah, originally it was. It's like okay, there's these leaderboards, but how in the world do you find yourself if you're not in the top like ten people without paging through? You know, umpteen pages of people to try to find you 
So. I think I didn't. I haven't logged in because my password's insanely complicated, and I don't normally log in. But uh, I think if you log in, you can actually see your placements on these boards. Oh, okay. I'm not sure though. I don't know if I'd want to see my placement. But... <laughs> That's about where I'm at right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I'm I'm in there somewhere in the millions. <laughs> I, I'm not too bad. I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm about average. I haven't played PvP enough. World well, the... World server PvE are my my achievement points. I don't know. i yeah, probably just average. I mean, I get my dailies. I completed dungeons, but well, here, here's some here's some layman's math for you. If the top guy is 7,962 achievement points and the bottom guy is zero achievement points, I got to be right in the middle with about 3,400 <laughs> achievement points. So, mm-hmm. safe to say. Now, what that middle number is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. I'm probably hovering around there. You, I think your achievements are a little higher than mine. You cracked four grand. I haven't done that yeah. yet. But close. Yeah. I'm getting there. I, I still get one occasionally here or there. And now that I'm going into more professions and using more weapons, all of a sudden I get certain weapon achievements. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. More achievement mm-hmm. points. Yeah, and you have some that are just, you know, like the Master of Entropy, which is an infinite one that you trigger every so many times you um, work They down. capped that one. Did they? They capped that one at a max of 250 points now. Oh, well, I'm still because they're putting in these yet. leaderboards. I don't think I fit that one yet either at 250. Um, the World v. World leaderboards are basically... It's what you're, you've been getting it every week on the message boards. They've been posting the new ratings of everyone. Um, some of you out there have used the Moss.Millennium site, who is tracking it quite well. And I still actually prefer that site to the official ones because of how he has it broken down in tiers and then from there you can see your rating comparison and your point comparison to the other servers in your tier so that's uh, still something I'd like to see ArenaNet work into their official leaderboard yeah it, it's I mean it's kind of like the LFG thing in that case uh, you know Guild Wars they haven't put one in game yet there's a private one out there though that works just fine for yep. people to use World v. World, they had they had a a system out there that worked for World v. World. It wasn't necessary for them to put that leaderboard out there. They did it because they could, but they didn't have to with that one. Yeah, it was more about the PvP piece of it that the leaderboards were created for. Yep, definitely. Uh, speaking of looking for group tools, I saw on Reddit the other day a post from a dev on the official forums said that they are aiming to have an LFG tool in the game before the end of the year so it's coming uh, i mean we still have a span of eight months here <laughs> that it could fall in but it is coming they they've heard us loud and clear and they will put something in for us to help help us find groups which is nice they went out there like i said I've, I've used it a few times on the web and it works fine works good so yeah, they, I mean, for them to add it in game, so you don't have to tab out, you don't have to search through a server, you know, search for a website and all that stuff. But you get, there's one out there that works just fine if people want to use it. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the next item of news that came out on oh, it didn't actually come out on that date because that date's in the future. Hmm. No, no, when exactly this came out? But the Flame and Frost Retribution 
page has gone up, the April patch page. Yes, the super fun box is not the only patch coming in April. <laughs> Yay. Super adventure box. Yeah. Um, April 30th. So the very last day of the month. It's just barely making it into April. Uh, in the secret foundries deep beneath the Shiver Peaks, the Molten Alliance forges deadly new weaponry that combine the fiery power of the Flame Legion with the iron might of the Dredge. There, Alliance weaponsmiths test their creations on innocent captives, perfecting their cruel technology until it is ready to unleash on all of Tyria. In the last chapter of the Flame and Frost series, you'll strike at the heart of the Molten Alliance with your comrades Rox and the Char, or Rox the Char, <laughs> and the Norn Brom. <laughs> Take the battle into the enemy's weapons facility and defeat the final hybrid menace unlike anything Tyria has ever seen. So, new dungeon, maybe? I don't know. If, it, if it'll be a full <laughs> five-man dungeon, you think? Or are they oh, going to do that kind of you know, just expand on what they did with the last one and it just be a solo instance, kind of like your personal storyline was, um, and just continue that. I could see solo it. Solo really kind go- of play with the, pers- with the living story. Yeah, I could see it going either way, really. Um, I could see them doing a five-man dungeon. I could see them keeping on with the solo thing. Honestly, I think it's probably going to be the solo thing just so that they don't exclude anyone. Yeah, I'm not sure what the, I guess what the purpose of the living story is. Is it to give the solo player PV, the solo PVE player something that they're getting regular updates on? And I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. It, it, to give that solo player something beyond the regular story when you finish it, that you've still got something to do. Um, so I think it, they're going to try, I, I would think they're going to try to keep it as solo play, but there's no guarantees. Yeah. Um, they Up may make the- it a group thing. Up to this point, I think um, most of the PvE stuff has been on the minimalistic side of the patch. Like a lot of the stuff on these three patches leading up to this one, all with the Flame and Frost um, pre name to it, um, they've all been kind of PvE light. And then, like, you got the new PvP maps, you got the big World v. World changes. Yeah, the things like that that have been the big highlights of the patch. I think mm-hmm. this one might actually come out and be like full on big PvP, or I mean PVE um, stuff. Yeah, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see which way they go with it. I think it's going to stay PVE, and I think it's probably going to stay single player, just because I th- I think that group of players has is what this content is aimed towards. But yeah. I've been wrong before. So. And <laughs> no this, guarantees. Yeah, exactly. And this is just the teaser page. All that's up is that overview I read to you. If you don't need anything other than listening to me read it to you, you, you know all the information on the website right now. But if yeah, you want to catch it... put anything more than that out there. So. <laughs> yep. If you want to catch it, it is www.guildwars2.com backslash en backslash the game or the hyphen game backslash releases backslash April dash 30th dash 2013. So, or you can just go to the Guild Wars site and click on the little banner thingy. <laughs> be much <laughs> easier. Be easier. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, and that's all the news that has really been out there uh, this past week. So, without further ado, let's get into some thief talk. Uh, the thief. Uh, like I said, this was my very first main, the first class I grabbed, and I was really up in the air in all the beta weekends as to what I was going to play. I uh, really, at one point, I was sold on being a guardian. And then one point I really was kind of sold on being a Mesmer and really enjoying that. And then the final actual beta weekend, I tried the Thief and was like, okay, never mind, this is it. And continued that through all the little stress tests and four-hour little chunks and one-hour little chunks that even that gave us leading up to the launch of the game, I worked on a Thief and played with the Thief. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I did was... When the game launched, uh, early access, I ran in there and made myself a thief. And that was the first class I ran to 80 with, full map exploration and everything. See, and that was the opposite of it. I actually I actually thought coming out of WoW where I played a rogue that I would play a thief in Guild Wars. And I tried it on the first beta weekend, and I'm thinking, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I didn't care for it as much. I, I found it difficult to play. I found it hard to stay alive. Um I found it to be very unforgiving. It, it, it really needed somebody who was better at um, action games than I was. I tend to be more, I don't want to say slow, but I'm, I don't, <laughs> I'm not good at the, at the movement part of the game. You know, I'm more about yeah. the strategy and the builds and things of like that. So I found it difficult to play, and it was unforgiving, and I was dying a lot. and just didn't care for it as much, so I, I kind of got away from it, and that's where I wound up going to the Guardian eventually. But yep. it, it definitely takes a different. It's a it's a different kind of gameplay. It it's a class that you have to like movement. <laughs> you got to be able to stay moving and mobile, um, because if you're standing still as a thief, you're going to be dead pretty quick. Yep. And uh, I remember I I was very much of the same opinion you were. I was nearing like level fifteen on one of the one of the stress tests, and I was just playing it and playing it, and I'm like you know, this is really kind of difficult. I need to figure something out here, otherwise I might go back to Mesmer. And I found Caltrops. And that made PvE infinitely easier. Just the slowing down of the NPCs, that cripple effect. Not, not even necessarily the damage it did, but as I learned through really moving into using a condition damage build and using the caltrops and using the dodge that leaves behind caltrops that you can trade into and then using range weapons such as the pistols or the shortbow really ended up becoming a good way to work my way through pve with my thief mm. yeah coming coming out of wow where movement you didn't have a dodge option you didn't have <laughs> didn't need to yeah you didn't have that kind of stuff in wow so it, it it was a difficult transition if you want to go straight to Thief from a uh, game like that that you're accustomed to playing. But once you learn it, because now I have, like I said, I have a 55 Thief now. Um, and yeah, the cal in PvE-wise, you know, Caltrops made a world of difference once you get that. Yep. And then you don't have to be as mobile. You still have to move, but at least you have better, if you want to call it crowd control. Yeah, better speed. I mean, you, you just make yourself faster than the enemy, and then it's easy to stay away from them. Mm -hmm. So, what is the thief, really? The thief, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is it's the stereotypical stealthy, dual-dagger, stabby-in-the-back type 
guy, a guy that sneak up on you and kill you rather quickly, as I'm sure most of you know. <laughs> At least those of you that play World v. World. Or PvP. Or, or PvP, yes. Um, it's a little bit different than, like, uh, like say, WoW or um, Star Wars The Old Republic, where you don't have permanent stealth. Um, most of the stealth skills run you out of stealth in about three or four seconds. Uh, there is one that will last longer. Um, but it's it's different in that it, you're al- you are always moving, you are always trying to position yourself on the battlefield in the best possible position to open up with your attacks. And it's kind of forgiving in the sense that you can get out of combat fairly easily and drop people targeting you with the stealth things. Which yeah, is... The, I was going to say, it's the only class that you can truly, if you're in PvE at least, drop aggro. Well, Mesmer can, I think, do that too. Mesmer can so. too, yeah. But otherwise, pretty much, you can't drop aggro with, except just to run away. And yeah. Thieves and Mesmers as well are the only two classes that really can have that ability just no matter where they are, they can disappear and drop aggro. Now, as you said, it's temporary. It only lasts a few seconds, so you got to have an exit plan. <laughs> when, yep. when you go into stealth, you better know where you're running and get out of the way because you're going to reappear pretty quick. But at least you can have that ability to escape. Yep. And the thief is when you send an exit plan and next to the elementalist, I don't think there's anyone that could catch a thief. I mean, the thief and the elementalist are probably the two fastest classes in the game as far as moving over terrain. And yeah, a lot of times when I, when I got to get out of there, it's stealth and get my short bow and start moving. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's you got. You have to use. Well, I don't say you have to use a short bow, but most thieves prefer at least to have the short bow on one of their two hands because of the mobili- mobility that it gives them. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the one constant that I notice with most thieves, and we'll get into the weapon sets in a little while here. Uh, profession skills. Um, the the primary skill, the F skill for this profession is steal. And what this allows you to do is shadow step to your opponent and steal a skill based on what profession they are. Um, the most notable ones that stick out in my head are the on warriors you can grab a whirling axes, which is always fun because it makes people think you're hacking because you whirling axes into a dagger storm and <laughs> it goes on forever. <laughs> And then the other one, and I'm not sure what class it comes from, is the feathers that blind your opponent and stealth you. Um, I know a hunter. Is that a hunter? I want to say it is, but I'm not 100 sure. I don't know if it's if that one's the hunter or if that one's the mesmer. I know the hunter, one of the hunter ones, because there's two for every class. One of the hunter ones is the the healing seed where you drop the tree and it grows. Mm -hmm. I know that's one of the ones that comes from the hunter. So. And then there's various other ones, but it really, quite honestly, like I said, the ones I use, actually, and the only one I really use with any amount of regularity, like a lot of times I'll steal and combat will be over and I'll just hit my F1 key to get rid of whatever I have. The only one I effectively use is that feathers one to stealth myself again. I'll hang on to that one if that's on my bar. 
But other than that, Steele is really a gap closer. Um, really, you can see a guy in the distance be running up to him and then just move that last 20 feet in a, in a snap of fingers, blink of an eye. And if you time it right, you can cloak and dagger, start that animation, steal to him, and finish the animation and go stealth. You get around behind him and backstab him. It's the way a lot of people are dying. And it's a uh, clever use of the being able to steal while your cloak and dagger ability is uh, going. And it's kind of neat that ArenaNet has given that flexibility to the to some of the skills. Then you can catch them in animation. Yeah. And I really... Com- it's almost like comboing them together. Yeah. And honestly, really, if they wanted to destroy... If they thought that what they were doing when the thief jumps on you and kills you in, like, three hits, if they wanted to blow that up, all they got to do is make that impossible to happen. Like, make you have to animate fully your cloak and dagger or it interrupts it. Mm-hmm. And that whole combo would pretty much go away. Other than the fact that you can trait to stealth when you steal for two seconds. But then you only got you only got two seconds to get around to the backside of the person and backstab them. So. And you'd have to be pretty... Pretty quick on the keys to pull that one off. Yeah, no, the the thief is is built to be that way though. They're built there. Well, you can do it two ways with thief. You can do a condition build, and they are very good at stacking bleeds, or pretty much glass cannon. And that's most of the thieves you see out there. PVE, um, you'll see more condition builds because it's better at handling big groups. But when you're in the PPP PVP arena or um, even World D World, most of those thieves you're going to see are the glass cannon type that are going to kill you in three hits, and that's the design of the class. It's supposed to be that way. Yep. They're easily they're easy to kill if you can pin them down. If you can get a a CC on them, you can kill a thief pretty quick. But they're going to kill you quick too if if you let them hop around you. Yep. And something I've discovered recently, I took my thief and I gave him all soldier's gear, all all my armor. I made soldier's gear, so it's power, vitality, toughness. Mm-hmm. People that are complaining about that combo really need to invest in some toughness or vitality. <laughs> I giggle at those thieves now. I go, oh, hey, oh, hi. And then I go stealth and we proceed to duel each other. But yeah, that is really. The thieves that are able to kill people like that are the people that glass. are either. They're, they're either glass or they're missing a fair chunk of their health to start with. And I actually think it's that ladder more than anything a lot of times. Because I know when I played my Thief as a glass cannon, I'd sit and tab through my enemies looking for the guy at half health. I would do that. And you yeah. find the guy at half, half health that doesn't know it. And you steal to him, backstab him, go in the invis and get out of there. And mm. so. Yeah, I know. I, with my Guardian, I have all power of Vitality Toughness gear on him. Yeah, and all pretty, I, I've taken a, I've taken a few pieces now because I found that I wasn't doing enough damage. So I've I've probably got three or four pieces of gear now between my um, probably two pieces of armor and some of the rings and stuff um, that are now more crit damage gear, power yeah. uh, precision and crit damage. But uh, I have a fair amount of toughness and vitality, and yeah, thieves don't get me in one hit or two hits. Well, you're also a guardian. You have the benefit of the Aegeus uptime most of the time, unless you've yep. gotten hit recently. So you, that fir- that first hit gets negated. 
Yeah. So if you're a thief and you're you're dealing with a guardian, know that that first hit's going to get blocked if their Aegeus is up. So sometimes it might be better just to toss a dagger at them quick first and get that off. Yeah, that that saves you a lot of times from that big first backstab that they'd like to get in on you. Yep. <laughs> Iconic abilities of the thief. Uh, there, there's a couple that come to mind. The first thing just being their dodge and teleportation when they shadow step the the swirling smoke and sound that goes with them. There's a very distinct sound in World of Warcraft. There's a very distinct sound in Star Wars The Old Republic when you went stealth, and the thief has a very similar... A couple of sounds. That that teleportation sound, the shadow step sound, that's kind of a whooshing sound, and then the clinking of the daggers on your armor. (laughs) (laughs) You'll you'll hear it. It's very distinct. If you notice a thief, you'll hear kink, 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 when they're attacking you. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is you need to survive long enough to realize that that's what that is. So get some power and toughness, or toughness <laughs> and vitality. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, real iconic abilities, the only one that I can really come up with would be Shadow Refuge. You've all seen it, the little house in the circle of stealth. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can think of that would be... Just because I've played Dagger Dagger Thief so much, I think Death Blossom is very yeah. iconic to me of a thief. That ability to, because f- it, it it embodies the movement aspect of the thief, uh, flipping over an enemy and, and doing damage with your daggers, and actually being invulnerable while you're flipping through the air. That's kind of, it visually to me it represents what the thief is all about: the movement and the damage. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. That and probably Heartseeker. That, ah, that, yes. that whoosh and jump that seems to annoy people. <laughs> it, I, I, I've gotten, I've noticed, like when I first started playing Dagger Dagger, I'd use that all the time. And now I, I know when to use it. I, I only use it as a gap closer. And it's, because if you just sit and hammer on two, you're going to be out of initiative and then you're a sitting duck. <laughs> true i've seen you know i've done i've done it and especially in pve i've done it where i've just i'm thinking okay this enemy i'm attacking is almost dead so just hammer two and they wind up with just a little bit of health left and you're like oh, i got nothing left <laughs> now i'm just Uh-oh. sitting here and it's like i got nothing stealth please something <laughs> yeah steal stealth something to regain initiative yep exactly uh popular builds we've kind of gone over them already um i know there is a Pistol dagger uh, condition build as well that stacks bleeds and pistol one stacking bleeds and has good um, evasion. Uh, just the number three, the combo skill, uh, stabbing them and then backing up for a pistol shot. Um, yeah, we covered the. Yeah. But a lot of people, a lot of people use, like I said, a lot of people use the short bow as as one of their weapons because of the mobility. So you already have a ranged yep. weapon. So that's why I think more people lean to dagger dagger as the other hand if you're going to do a condition build yep but yep dagger dagger reference. dagger dagger and most builds almost every build i see uses the short bow and that's just the short bow is such a superior weapon movement wise like the short bow basically for me is either i'm standing on top of a keep wall or tower wall shooting down on my enemies or I'm shooting up at enemies on a keep wall or tower wall, mm-hmm. or I'm trying to get the F out. 
Uh, I've stealth, <laughs> and I'm going to get killed, and I need the number five shadow shot to get myself out of there. And that's infiltrator shot, not shadow shot. Shadow shot's one of the pistol dagger ones. But yeah, that's really... But I see most thieves use the short bow. Mm. To a decent effect. Not to discount the number the number two skill on the short bow. Cluster bomb can hit for... for Big numbers. Yeah, and if you put down that poison field beforehand, even better. Yeah, area weakness. It's fantastic. Uh, rolls for the thief. Um, well, obviously, most PvP scenarios, general ganker or uh, zerg buster, if you're playing a condition build, we had, we had a couple of thieves in our old guild that would just relish going into a zerg and dropping caltrops all over the place and dodging leaving caltrops behind and then cloak and daggering to go stealth again and drop more caltrops and yeah and then dagger storm yeah <laughs> yeah spin, spin around reflect all damage back at people and caltrops them so they can't run away from you and i mean, just they can they can take a, a closely packed group of enemies and windle them down to nothing real quick I think people are slowly picking up on the fact that Dagger Storm doesn't reflect melee attacks. Because <laughs> I'm not seeing as many Dagger Storms anymore than I, I used to see a lot more of them. Now I, now I see a Thief Dagger Storm and I'm like, ooh, that's, that's, that's bait. <laughs> I mean, or not bait, that's, that's my, that's my quarry. I'm going after them. Because <laughs> they're so, I just, I can stealth to them and backstab them once and. Yeah, but within within a Zerg, when you're in that big, you sometimes don't see them storming yeah. around, and you can be throwing out True. a lot of range attacks trying to within a big group like that. Oh, do, uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've gotten my fair share of bags with Dagger Storm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as like hitting a loop pinata. Yeah, one on one, it's pre- one on one. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't. Ooh work it's not as effective because it's too easy to see and too easy to avoid but um in world v world it's a very effective tool 1v1 you got to go with the thieves guild or the basilisk venom for sure uh in pve the only thing i really in pve there's been well uh, there is the venom share support build where you can share the venoms with all your teammates um and then of course the condition builds work well in pve but other than that i haven't seen a lot for thieves, yeah, I, I agree. So, kind of pigeonholed in a couple of roles. The good news is you have choices. And there are many choices for the thief in both PvP and PVE. So, some classes only have one or two builds. Yeah, they're they're yeah. Elementalist <laughs> engineer now is down to two builds, I think, and one's fairly gimmicky. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, one of the things we, we were we were discussing before the show was uh, Anet had talked about starting to um, diverge abilities between the different yeah. play styles of PvE, PvP, and Worldly World, where you ha- will have an ability, but it will function differently depending on which arena you play in. Yep. And I think that if, if Arianet's going to come off of their... So far, they've been very stringent about not doing that, but if they're going to come off that pedestal and start doing that kind of, of programming with the game, I think you're going to see the build types increase. Yes. Because I, now you, now they don't interfere with other gameplays and they can start making skills very specific to World v. World. Or they can keep something that may be broken in World v. World out of PvE. 
Yeah, exactly. Or some something. Yeah, yeah. What you said, but the <laughs> um, I think the first class is actually going to see some of those hits as the thief. Mm-hmm. Um, the versatility of a lot of their skills. So, yeah. And we'll the, see what they do. We'll see what they do with it. But I think that'll be good for the amount of builds that you're going to see. The amount of diversity in builds, uh, it'll be good because the right the right now they can't they got to handcuff abilities because it you know even though it would be really cool to have that ability in PVE, they they know that it would be unfair in worldly world. Yeah. And if they start diverging the abilities to work differently in those arenas, then you don't have those handcuffs on, and they can be more creative. And who's to say that these might not go different ways um that's like i could totally see shadow refuge being the same in pve but maybe it goes like either the duration or amount of people that can take it in world v world gets lessened they have a cap Uh of like five or six people maybe they lower that to three or four or maybe two maybe you and one other person can be I hope not. We use that so much. <laughs> and that's why I'm thinking it might it might get whacked is all the things we use so frequently and we don't touch anything else. And so I'm wondering if those skills are going to get whacked a bit or I shuffled don't, around. I don't know if they'll whack them because some of them have become like iconic parts of Worldly World, like the portal bomb. I mean, yeah. would, would they limit port? how many people could go through a portal in, in Worldly World so that you couldn't portal bomb? I mean, they I know it's limited did. now, but it's not limited to the extent that they could. Yeah, that's true, and I want you know, and it's almost you gotta almost do that. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see, right? <laughs> Be interesting to see where it goes from there. Uh, this is gonna bring us to our top three, and of course, our top three we're tying in with the thief, and that will be the top three thief weapon sets. And Rick has kind of defaulted to. Me. I deferred deferred to me as the main thief and just kind of went along with my list. So we'll discuss these uh, and discuss these weapon sets. These aren't the end-all be-all. There are plenty of ones that are good and that people use. These are the ones, in my opinion, are the top three. The ones I've used, uh, the ones that I feel were effective. And at number three is Sword Dagger. <laughs> Running Sword Dagger with Shadow Step quite literally has got to be the most annoying thief to fight because they're never when you do see them they're never in the same spot for more than like two seconds the the number two skill on the sword is a shadow step with a shadow return so you the thief uses up all of their stealths and they can bounce behind you you turn around they bounce back they bounce behind you again, bounce back, and every time you turn around and look, they're in a different spot. And then just when you think you know where they are, they go stealth again. <laughs> and it, it's oh, so much fun to do to other people. Like it's, it's as confusing as fighting a mesmer. I'll say that much. Yeah. This is this is where I said you got to have CCs against the thief. You got to lock them. If you lock them down, he's a sitting duck. But if you if you have no CC to lock that build down, pff, yeah, he's all over the place. Yep. Um, the next one, number two, is Dagger Dagger. Uh, and Dagger Dagger's at number two because of number one. But uh, <laughs> Dagger Dagger's what a lot of you see. It's the backstab thieves um, shadow stepping to you and kicking your rear. 
Uh, the of course beyond that, you also have the condition builds using Death Blossom. Um, it's it's a uh, weapon set that gets used across multiple builds with a lot of regularity. And the number one thief weapon set is the short bow. Because it seems, no matter what build I see, whether it's dagger dagger, pistol dagger, dagger pistol, pistol pistol, every one of them, sword dagger, sword pistol, whatever, every one of them has the short bow on the other hand. Mm -hmm. It's rare that I see a thief built without a short bow. And that's just the speed and efficiency of getting the half out when you need to. Yep. As I said, the thief, the, the thief class is really all about mobility, and that is the most mobile weapon of all of them. So if, you, if you're a thief and you're not running shortbow, you're handcuffing yourself because that, yep. that's the weapon that's going to give you the most mobility. Definitely. And it's, it's funny when we, we had a group of thieves for a while. Actually, there's still a lot of thieves in our guild. But you watch thieves, they're always at the front of the pack. They're using their infiltrator shot and their shadow step. And you can get, if you're focusing on it, you can move two and three times as fast as any other class in the game, barring maybe an elementalist. Just on your shadow stepping abilities, stepping ahead constantly whenever you got the opportunity. Just don't hit shadow return, because <laughs> that'll send you back from where you came. <laughs> kind of eliminates the purpose. But I've done it. Um, you, know, you, can't, you can do that, but it, it, if you happen to run into somebody along the way, it leaves you kind of shorthanded because your skills are all yeah, used up. It's all tied up and stuff. Yeah, and movement skills. So it's... Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, but even without using all your skills for movement, the thief still gets around fairly quick. Yeah, if they got the... If you're in World v. World and you're running across the, you know, just trying to get from point to point, the thieves are normally faster than most of the other people running. Yeah, they have that one signet, um, infiltrator signet, I think it's called. Gives you a 25% speed boost on its passive. And now the rangers have those and the Ellies have those, but the thieves is one that you see on most thieves, so. Uh, if you disagree with these top three weapon sets or anything we've said here, uh, you can email us at burninglocks at gmail.com. You can tweet at us or follow us on Twitter at burninglocks. Let us know what your uh, top three weapon sets for the thief are. Uh, give, us, give us a good reason to include your weapon set in the top three. That's going to do it. That's a, mm -hmm. that's a show. Um, it's good to be back. <laughs> Talking Guild Wars again, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's been good to get back into the game a little bit. I've been taking some some time off, and like I said, I, I've made a mesmer here. I've been playing around with it a little bit, and just trying to freshen things up a little bit. See if I can do, do some more stuff. That's why I like about Guild Wars is yeah, I'm not, you know I'm not paying for it, so if I don't play for a couple days, I don't feel so bad about it. But um, yeah, I can play around with a new character and try some new areas, and yep. there's always something to do, something different if you want to change it up. <laughs> Look at me, Mr. Aldaholic with four level 80s. By the way, that everyone, my engineer, is level 80 now. Okay. Good job. So, and he's, he's been a bundle of fun. So, <laughs> so that that's a show. Uh, I have been your host, JC. And that man right there has been Rick. Still am. <laughs> Until next time. Out. Oh.
Not This Night and is written by Jeremy Soule, remixed by Plasma 3 Music. No copyright infringement is intended.